Welcome to the Clever Chance Podcast, where experts discuss pressing issues and trends faced by the business world today. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Ingrid Cheng, a senior associate in the dispute and resolution practice of Clever Chance in Hong Kong. And I'm Zibo Liu, a senior associate in the Greater China Antitrust Group of Clever Chance in Beijing. Today we'll be discussing recent antitrust developments and trends in China in the first episode of this Asia Pacific Tech Antitrust Podcast series. Over the course of this series, you will also hear from our team across the region as we cover recent antitrust developments and trends in key jurisdictions in the area. In 2021, the news in China has been dominated by antitrust enforcement in the tech sector. In this episode, we'll be connecting the dots and discussing the broader trends behind key antitrust developments over the past year and new developments to expect in the new year. The record-breaking fine of RMB 18 billion against Alibaba in April 2021 has certainly made the headline. What has brought about this change in the enforcement focus? Yes, you are completely right, Ingrid. Antitrust is indeed the key word for the year 2021 in China, and this enforcement trend could be traced back to November 10, 2020. One day ahead of the Chinese Singles Day shopping spree, the draft antitrust guidelines for platform economy was released for public consultation. As covered by the media, the mere announcement of the draft platform guidelines caused the share prices of Chinese tech technology companies to plummet. Losing around 290 billion U.S. dollars over two days. Why have these online platform guidelines attracted so much attention? Was it foreshadowed by the officials that China's homegrown tech firms would become the target of enforcement actions? Yes, indeed, that was the intention of the Chinese government. By the end of 2020, it was advocated by the central government on many occasions, including by President Xi himself. That stricter antitrust regulation and enforcement is being called for to rein in disorderly expansion of capital. Another time point to note is February 7, 2021. That was when the platform guidelines came into force. From that date onwards, a wave of enforcement activities has followed in rapid succession. As you have mentioned, Alibaba was fined for its abuse of market dominance. Through restricting e-commerce sellers from selling on competitors' platforms, this behavior also has a shorter Chinese name of "choose one out of two." In addition, a fine of 3.4 billion RMB was slapped on Meituan, which is the most popular online food delivery platform in China. Again, it was fined for the exclusionary "choose one out of two" conduct. I understand that the online platform guideline. Also has clarified the historical VIE issues in China. For the audience background information, VIE stands for Variable Interest Entity. A VIE structure typically involves an offshore holding company that controls and receives the economic benefits of a Chinese onshore operating entity. Zibo, can you give us a bit more information on that? I'm glad you mentioned this historical issue. In China, the authorities responsible for merger control, the previous regulator, Ministry of Commerce. And its successor, namely the State Administration for Market Regulation or SAMA, were reluctant to officially accept merger filings involving VIE elements for a long time. It was only until July 2020 that SAMA cleared the first merger filing involving a VIE structure. That was the initial indication on SAMA's changed practice in relation to reviewing merger filings involving VIE. 
The platform guidelines have settled the long debate over VIE, as VIE cases were included as part of the Chinese merger control review. As many Chinese tech companies adopt VIE stru- structures, the limbo status of reviewing mergers involving VIE in China has, on the one hand, contributed to the rapid growth of these Chinese tech companies, and on the other hand, resulted in a great number of unreported transactions. So apart from charges brought against abuse of market dominance, what are the other common failures of tech companies? Another common breach of antitrust law by Chinese tech companies is failure to file notifiable transactions. So far, Summer has handed around 100 failure-to-file fines on Chinese online platforms' historical unreported transactions. In re- addition to fines, Summer is also ready to impose restorative measures against transactions completed some years ago. On the merger control front, we know that proposed merger of the two largest video game live streaming players in China, Huya and Douyu, have been blocked by Summer. Is Summer getting more stringent with approval of merger in the tech sector? The Huya and Douyu merger was prohibited from going ahead based on robust competition law grounds, so it was not purely resulting from Summer's increasing scrutiny over online platforms and tech companies. As mentioned earlier, previously many transactions done by Chinese tech companies were not filed in China due to involvement of VIE elements. So Summer is clearly very keen to rein in Chinese tech firms' future notifiable transactions. In addition to enforcement action by the Chinese antitrust authority, private parties are also getting active in this space. Alibaba's competitor JD.com is certainly making use of Summer's penalty decision to make follow-on claims. Has there been an increase in private party actions? Yes, the emerging follow-on suits mark another notable development after the introduction of platform guidelines. Alibaba's opposing parties in civil proceedings could now rely on Summer's penalty decision to claim damages. JD.com is the closest competitor of Alibaba in the e-commerce sector in China. It may become the first to benefit from such follow-on lawsuits after fighting with Alibaba in a separate action for years. That is indeed an interesting development, which we should continue to follow up within the new year. Speaking of the new year, Zibo, what is your prediction for 2022? With the reform of China's anti-monopoly law underway and anticipated to be finalized in 2022, what does that mean for the tech sector? China's heightening antitrust scrutiny over the tech sector is expected to continue in 2022. In the consultation draft of the anti-monopoly law, there is a clear emphasis on the digital economy. There are four points to note. First and foremost, abusing data and algorithms, technologies, capital advantage, and platform rules to eliminate or restrict competition is prohibited. Secondly, there are new regulations that prohibit dominant companies from using data and algorithms. Technology and platform rules to impose unreasonable restrictions on other companies. Thirdly, regarding merger control, below threshold transactions would be subject to tighter scrutiny, which means killer acquisitions would likely be caught. Killer acquisitions are commonly seen in the digital economy and involves an incumbent acquiring an innovative target firm solely to discontinue the target's innovation projects and preempt future competition. Lastly, 
failure-to-file transactions would be subject to higher fines, up to RMB 5 million if no competition concerns are found, and up to 10% of the infringing party's total revenue if there are competition concerns arising from the unreported transactions. It seems that 2022 will be another year full of changes. Similar to many jurisdictions in the world and in APEC, China is turning up the heat on antitrust scrutiny in the tech sector. How should businesses in China prepare themselves for these changes? Chinese companies, in particular those in digital economy, should get themselves familiar with the Chinese antitrust rules. For those companies that do mergers and acquisitions frequently, it is essential to seek antitrust advice in relation to whether transactions may trigger domestic and overseas antitrust filings. Further, antitrust compliance menu needs to be put in place and corresponding training sessions need to be arranged for senior management and core positions. As part of compliance training, companies should also be alert to the possibility of downgrades. Those are great suggestions, Ibo, and thank you for sharing with us a concise overview covering the most significant antitrust developments in China over the past year, particularly as it relates to antitrust concerns that tech companies should be aware of. The key takeaway from all this is that tech companies face an increasingly complex and challenging antitrust environment in China, with an empowered antitrust authority more willing to take enforcement actions to prevent abuse of market dominance and other forms of unfair competition. Yes, we do try to keep our clients abreast of antitrust regulatory and enforcement developments by rolling out various briefings, updates, and trainings. We hope this episode gives you a better understanding of the key antitrust developments in China. In the upcoming episodes of this series, our colleagues from other Clifford Chance offices will discuss remarkable antitrust developments and trends in other APEC countries. If you'd like to discuss this topic in more detail, please get in touch with me, Ingrid, or members of our wider antitrust team in Asia-Pacific. You have been listening to the Clifford Chance podcast. Please subscribe and listen to our podcasts on the Clifford Chance website, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.